So you really want to focus the ins- on the inside because that's where that's where all the action happens. That's where people spend the most time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're doing that, you don't want to put things in the house that are going to make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to stay kind of, again, with the trend of what's going on in the, that price point. Hello and welcome back to the Smartest Real Estate Investor Podcast. We're your host Marcus and Jaquita MacArthur. And in this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do something special here, right? Because we get this question all the time. We're actually gonna be talking about how to design your flips profitably, right? And in the very first podcast, we were talking about like customers and people you know that we've worked with uh, in the past, and this being like one of the main reasons why they come to us to know that we have a beautiful product in the end and we're always doing so we're always able to do so profitably. So here's what I'm going to try to do, right? I am going to take a shot at interviewing Jaquita to get these answers out. Um, you know, take it, take it easy on me guys. My very first time trying to do something like this, we were thinking about having a dialogue, but I was just like, you know, I'm not going to, Nah, I'm not going to be talking a lot because this is Jaquita's thing. So all of these projects that you're seeing, all of the the finishes, the flooring, we talk about it a, a little bit, but I'm going to be honest, she already has her mind made up <laughs> by the time it comes to me and I'm just nodding my head like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, that's great. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a shot. So welcome, Jaquita. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So. You know, we, we get asked this question a lot, right? And I think I have a, a hint at, you know, how you, your thought process your thought process works and, you know, your brain gets churning as soon as you walk a property, you know exactly what to put in it, where to put it, how to maximize the value and how to, you know, complete a project where you don't have any miss what what we like to call missed opportunities, right? So the first question is, um, Knowing what I know, you know a lot about trends, right? So can you talk to us a little bit on, you know, how do you keep up and know what's trending? <laughs> so let's just say I have a lot of style. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, before, even before I became a realtor, I just, I just really love real estate. I mm-hmm. just really I mean, love real estate. I love looking at houses. I love looking at houses I can't afford. <laughs> I, um, before I could afford them, uh, I I just just it's just knowing things, right? Like just looking at things and being able to tell. Well, okay, this what's going on right now. And um, the way I really do that is just by just standing the know. Um, Social media right now is really popular for knowing what the trends are because um, everybody always stays posting, you know, what what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, posting uh, realtors, posting their deals, posting their their listings, posting, you know, t- taking clients out to tour. Um, I, I use that to know what's trending as well as one of the big things is I go to open houses. Mm-hmm. I go to model homes. 
Yep. Um, because the model, what 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 the model home people are going to do? I'm sorry, not the model home people. <laughs> <laughs> what what a builder is going to do? They're going to put their best things into the models, right? And yep. so that's that's what I really use to know what's trending. Um, you know, social media, and then going out to these open houses, going out to builders. Um, and I think that really keeps me on my toes. Yep. And in addition to knowing what's trending, like you know what works and what areas because I've gotten slapped on the wrist a few times trying to oh step God. outside, you know, outside of my lane, oh my God. getting into yours, trying to put, you know, gold hardware on cabinets. And we're in an area where the ARV is topping out at like 180. Oh my God. Guys, <laughs> right. If Marcus um, tries to convince me to do a waterfall Island and <laughs> another house that um, has a market value of under two hundred thousand. I'm gonna pull my hair out. <laughs> oh my god, he uh, is dying to do that. I'm gonna give him the opportunity one day, but um, the yeah. ARV is gonna be over one eighty. Yeah, right? that that's <laughs> another way to no, be very profitable in your flips is to know what area you're dealing with, know, knowing the price point, and the reason why these things are important is because. Um, when when you're doing the flip, you can change the outside to a certain extent, but um, you really put the the most work, especially when you're dealing in the price points that we like to deal within, that we like to work within. We typically like to work within the, when we're doing flips, two hundred two fifty and under market value. And when you're doing that, you you're dealing with you know the real working class communities and things like that so you really want to focus the ins- on the inside because that's where that's where all the action happens that's where people spend the most time right mm-hmm. um and when you're doing that you don't want to put things in the house that are going to make them uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and you want to stay kind of again with the trend of what's going on in the that price point right um so you don't want to put a, a waterfowl island in a house that's worth one eighty five, um, because again, you you're just making it look like it's a little. I guess can I use the term mix match? Um, the inside is not matching what's going on, on the outside of the home. Mm, got yeah, it. Yeah, that's. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All right. So how how about like as far as so we're talking about know finishes and stuff like that um and i know like with our projects we have to stay within a certain budget right so how do you how are we going about you know making it look nice you know being able to sell these properties over what the market typically um you know that that over the typical arv for that area yet we're still you know meeting our goals we're still staying within budget you know, how, how are we going about doing that? Um, with us, it's all about balance. Um, we don't want to go all out on the entire project, but we always we always like to say that we have this one thing that makes each property memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Where someone or, well, not just someone, the buyers walk in and they remember that property because that one thing that was really nice that stood out to them. So, uh, you know, it may be an accent wall. Mm -hmm. It may be that we put black hardware on this particular property or maybe that we put gold hardware. So we're not going to go out and put 
um, all accent walls in all of the rooms, uh, gold hardware on each cabinet, um, put real hardwood floors on, again, a property that is within our warehouse of the 250 and under. We're going to focus on one aspect at a time to where, you know, it makes that that property memorable, but also sets it apart from others. And what the way we do that is we... Am I leading the interview at this point? I'm sorry. No, good. Okay. We look, (laughs) we like, again, I like to look at, um, you know, what's trending and as well as look at the competition Um, and whatever the competition doesn't have, uh, we like to make sure, or even if we're putting in something that the competition has, we like to take it just a a stick, you know, just a little bit above what they have to where we're at, you know, we're making our, our property more memorable than whatever's already on the market and making it more attractive to the buyers that are bring, that are being um, put in both houses because, you know, it's in competition. All right. All right. And I think like an example of that was, um, I can't remember the name of the this, this street, but we did um, that condo. I knew you were going to say that. The, yeah. the townhome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. townhome. Yeah. Um, where we actually, you know, we're we're you know just walking outside, just you know taking a view of the property. We were, we we're about say eighty five, ninety percent done with our project, and then there's another. Um, he was a realtor, but he he was a um, he was also the owner, mm-hmm. the owner of the house. Yeah, so we walked his project, and we were like, man, this is like so like quartz. It was. It, he made it look so high end. Yes, and we were so nervous after that because to us, we walked in and we saw all of these nice things, mm-hmm. but a few things happened in that moment. It goes back to, again, um, knowing the area because we stuck to kind of the uh, what was going on in you know the surrounding areas, but took it a a, a notch up. Mm-hmm. But he really just made it too modern. Yeah. And then, but we walked away thinking, "Hey, we, his going to sell before ours because he yep. put all these very nice things in it." Yep. But when I tell you, we closed and his was still on the market, so mm-hmm. it takes about thirty to forty-five days to close, right? Um, this again pre-pandemic, so it takes thirty to forty-five days to close. So we went through the process of we weren't even finished at the time when we saw his. He was finished. Um, went through finishing hours, listing it going through the um, process of waiting for the buyer to go through all their approvals and everything, which take 30, 45 days, we were closing. He was still on the market. Yep. So that again, touches on what's trending, uh, knowing your market and knowing your competition. Yep. Knowing your competition. Uh, So yeah, we actually, you know, when we look back on it, you know, a little while later, um, we, we saw that we had, closed on that property and sold it for more than what his sold for mm-hmm. uh which was interesting and we did it faster uh because like that market people just they just were not into the whole modern thing yeah it just yeah. it wasn't appealing to them and you would think that you know you put all these nice high-end things how could someone not like it but yet that for some people it really is a turnoff some people like you know just traditional setting they yeah. don't like all of the yeah the modern it makes them fancy. uncomfortable yeah <laughs> it makes them uncomfortable they like um you know again in in some of those areas they they like for it to be feel homey sometimes uh the the modern things feels a little stale to them now don't get me wrong i love a good modern home um but 
a lot of times when you're dealing with um, some of these areas, they like for it to be a little bit traditional. They like for it to feel like home when they walk yeah. in the door. A lot more cozy. A lot more um, cozy. And, and uh, you know, another point, probably the last point that I'm going to touch on is, you know, when we're putting these things in the house, whether we go, we take it up a notch or we don't, um, you know, again, we're, 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 we're really relationship focusing. One thing I can say is we have developed uh, really, really good relationships with our contractors and um, our vendors, you know, the places where we go and get material. Right. And so yeah. since they know that, you know, we're, we're repeat customers and we're going to be there, it's very likely that we may get a better price than someone else. Right. 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 And um, one thing I wanted to point out, it may be small to some people, but uh, when you're going in and you're doing things that don't really match the area, for instance, uh, you're doing uh, a flip in a more traditional neighborhood uh, and you want to add all this modern stuff, just make sure you're working with a contractor that is really good at what they do. Because what starts to happen is, even though you're adding in all this expensive stuff, it starts to look a little, a little cheap yeah. sometimes um, because it's not done correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure you're working with people that know what they're doing. Um, and again, just know the price point and know the style of house you're dealing with. All right. So there you guys have it. You know, we get, this is like the number one question that we get about a lot of our projects is how do you guys make these projects look so nice yet you're still staying in budget. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, with this being, you know, our first, my first interview, you know, I'm hoping I kind of took over. Sorry. No, that's, I have the that's the interview. We're asking. Sometimes. Yeah, no, we're asking you <laughs> questions. We're like, I told them, you know, our audience for the beginning that this is, that's your wheelhouse. So who better to lead the interview and answer the questions and, you know, kick out the information that they need better than you. Right. You just like to hear me talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. That yeah. too. All right, guys. So, like I said again, I hope that you, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys got answers to like the number one question that we get, uh, we get asked. Um, thank you guys for joining us. See you in the next one. Peace. Peace.